Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us today. I have good news and bad news to report today. First, the bad. As we are all aware, there are numerous and big problems in the world today. Now the good news. There are many bright, industrious people who are willing to work day and night to solve those problems. They typically have a major common issue to deal with and that is money. They need significant amounts of money to do research, develop solutions, and market their products. In other words, the companies they form need capital. Many investors and entrepreneurs start their businesses in their garages. This includes Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. Financially, they all had something in common. They needed massive amounts of capital to further develop and grow their businesses from small private companies to the industry leaders they are today. They all used the IPO, the initial public offering, to gain access to the capital they needed. If these entrepreneurs were starting out today instead of years ago, it's very possible, maybe even likely, that they would have made a deal with a special acquisition company, also known as a SPAC, to raise capital. We have previously discussed SPACs, but there is more to talk about as SPACs and their private companies, the, the private companies associated with them, present great investing opportunities that should be considered. First, some context. It took years to recover from the financial crisis. Businesses were hesitant to expand and invest. The crisis led to more financial regulation. And that directly reduced the number of private companies that were willing to use public markets for financing. Fewer private companies went public. And accordingly, there were fewer opportunities. The number of private companies going public today has increased substantially. And a good number are going through the SPAC process as a financing mechanism of choice. So many are using SPACs that the educated and informed investor should at least consider SPAC investing. Let's review the SPAC. It is a publicly traded shell company, a company with no assets, no business operations. It is established by a sponsor, an organizer, for the express purpose of raising money from investors in an IPO and using that money to acquire and merge with a private company. SPACs are not required to pre-identify its target merger partner, although some do. So the SPAC receives investors' money and has from 18 to 24 months to complete an acquisition. If it fails to do so, it must dissolve and return the investors' money. Usually, nearly all of the investment is returned, but under some circumstances, it is not. The SPAC investors end up owning shares 
in the SPAC, not in the SPAC, but in the newly merged publicly traded company. If the SPAC investor is not satisfied with the merger target, the investor can opt out of the investment and the money is refunded within the limits established by the SPAC. So let me just review this briefly. The SPAC has no assets other than the money that is raised in an IPO. So the SPAC actually does the traditional IPO and the investor, which could be you, puts their money into the SPAC. The SPAC then takes the investor's money, finds a target, which is a private company, and buys the private company. In effect, the investor then owns the shares of what was a private company, but it's now public, and it used the SPAC process to become public. The benefits to SPAC investing include access to quality sponsors. You should seek an experienced sponsor and a target company that is an innovator and is poised for substantial growth. SPAC investing offers opportunities to small individual investors that are not available in the traditional IPO process. The small investor does not have the same financial opportunity that early access offers to the large investor. Traditionally, the large investor makes a lot of money in an IPO, but we, the smaller investor, can't get in when they can. The SPAC changes that. We can get into the investment sooner. SPACs have been used to raise money for electric vehicle manufacturers, financial technology companies, healthcare, and many others. These industries could lead to great innovations that could produce significant profits. They are worthy of our consideration and evaluation. Now, let's discuss two specific SPAC opportunities currently available. The first SPAC I'd like to discuss is Soaring Eagle Acquisition Company. The symbol is SRNG. And let me emphasize, SNRG gets you stock in the SPAC. There's another symbol, SNRGU, that gets you warrants in the SPAC. And that's a little different. We're talking today about investing in stock. So the symbol is SRNG. This SPAC currently sells for about $10.50 per share. It has already identified Ginkgo Bioworks. Let me spell that, repeat the name, Ginkgo. G-I-N-K-G-O, Ginkgo Bioworks. That is its merging partner. So it has already identified its merging partner. That gives us more information than many SPACs often provide. Both companies, Soaring Eagle and Ginkgo, their boards of directors have already agreed to the transaction. Ginkgo describes itself as an organism company. It is a leader in synthetic biology, and it creates raw materials that other companies use to create mRNA vaccines. This mRNA, you may be familiar with that. That's what's used in the, in the COVID vaccine. In addition to making raw materials for vaccines, it makes raw materials for other medicines and fragrances. By the way, its products, well, let's emphasize, its products are used in the COVID vaccine. It partnered with Moderna and was a supplier to Moderna. It also has a partnership with Biogen to develop gene therapy treatments. It will work on treatments for Alzheimer's disease and dementia. These are two 
big problems, diseases that impact many people. And as the population ages, it could impact more people. In other words, as I said at the outset, this is a big problem. Ginkgo is working to solve that problem. So it grows bacteria and fungi. It creates products that are also used in the food, agricultural, agricultural and pharmaceutical industries. Ginkgo has risks. It has only about 70 customers and it is in a relatively new field. It is doing groundbreaking work and that in itself does two things. It adds to risk and it adds to the potential gain, the potential profit. A number of institutional investors, mutual funds, have already begun to invest in this SPAC. They include Putnam Investments, T. Rowe Price, Bain Capital, Berkshire Partners, Kathy Woods, ARC Investment, and Bill Gates, Cascade Investments. These investors can certainly afford risk, but they are not reckless. Clearly, they see great potential. It helps to know who's also investing in what you're considering investing yourself. Let's talk about another SPAC, CM Life Sciences 3. Its symbol, CMLT. This SPAC, again, it's a shell company, but it too already has an agreement to merge. And that agreement is with a company named EQRX. That's EQRX. And those are the symbols. The SPAC will provide the target EQRX with $1.8 billion that will be used to expand the drug base that EQRX is working on. By the way, after the merger, the surviving company will be called EQRX. The key to SPAC investing is the target. In this case, the target is EQRX. It's currently private. It's about two years old. It was formed to address the high cost of drugs. Again, a major problem in the United States. It has used its science to make drug development more efficient. If successful, this will reduce prices. Its goal is to reduce prices by two thirds. It develops medicines that copy the biological function of existing drugs, but are sufficiently different so they don't infringe on the patents of brand names. Its current focus is on cancer, rheumatoid, arthritis, and asthma. Again, substantial issues that afflict many people. EQRX has more than 10 drugs in development. The purpose of the SPAC is to finance this early stage and emerging growth company that seeks to accelerate growth. We should note that Fidelity Investments and SoftBank Group have already invested in this SPAC. Once again, large, experienced and successful investors see potential in this transaction and ultimately they see potential in EQRX. My suggestion is not that you buy these SPACs, but rather that you consider them. As you do, think about first, have you started your emergency fund? Do you own other stock? Do you own stock in other more cautious companies? In other words, do you have a portfolio? I realize that the young investor and the beginning investor often does not have unlimited funds, but I encourage the purchase of even a few shares of various companies. You can have a portfolio without having a lot of money invested. Ne the next thing you should consider, who are you? Are you cautious? 
How do you feel about risk? Both of the companies we discussed involve above average risk. As newer companies, they don't have the same lengthy track record upon which the investors can make decisions as let's say Pfizer does. They also don't have the deep pockets and the money of Pfizer. They are both, as we said, early stage and emerging growth companies. Such companies have added risk. They need to prove themselves. With these risks, why should anyone consider these investments? Because they also offer great potential. If you had the ability today to buy Amazon at its IPO price of $6 per share, would you be interested? I think you would. But that's not possible. I, Amazon sells are in the ballpark of $3,000 per share. What we are trying to do is not necessarily find the next Amazon, but find the company that will have substantial growth like Amazon did. These companies and their products, if they are successful, they will be breakthrough products. They can disrupt their industries. They can help solve big problems and accordingly can handsomely reward investors. Remember the names of the companies and the individuals that have already invested in them. A big advantage to these two SPACs is the fact that they have already located their targets. They have deals in place. They will happen within this year. The mergers will happen within this year. Also remember that SPACs give you an early entry to an investment that has great potential. Another point, I consider myself to be a cautious investor. I have my emergency fund. I maintain a diversified portfolio. I normally seek dividend increasing companies as investments because generally speaking, they are less risky. Yet, I have invested in both of these SPACs since I see them as risks worth taking for me. You have to decide if you are in a position to take on the risks of investing in a relatively new company with new products and technologies in the pursuit of potential profits. And I emphasize, I am not looking for small profits in these companies. I am looking for well above average profits. One way to responsibly take on the risks associated with, with these companies is to make small investments. Both of the companies we discussed today sell for about $10.50 per share. You can limit your risk by limiting your total investments to an amount you can afford. We will follow up on these investments. We will let you know of additional opportunities as they arise in other companies, but also on additional developments with these companies. If you would like additional information, Go to the SEC website. You can Google the company name, for example, Soaring Eagle Acquisition Corp, SEC.org, and that will bring you to the SEC website, and you will have access to a great deal of information and details about these companies, more information than we can discuss in the time of our program. Until the next time, stay calm, be thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.